Welcome to the Horsewise Podcast with Lynn Reardon, where we share stories of horses and people and what they teach each other. On today's episode, I'll look back on a full year of doing the Horsewise Podcast and the many lessons that it's taught me. I hope you enjoy the show and have a wonderful day. Today, I'd like to talk to you about what I've learned from doing this podcast over the last year. It's right toward the end of December here in 2019, so it's sort of natural to look back on the whole year and reflect on what has changed, what I've learned, what I'd like to do better. And this podcast came to mind right away. I started the podcast in February 2019, thinking it might be something that I would just experiment with, maybe try it a few times, see how I liked it. And it turned out that I loved it. This podcast has been so much fun to do, and it's turned into a big part of my program here at Horsewise. So I wanted to kind of run down maybe the top three or four things that I've learned from the podcast this year, last year. The first is that I really like to talk and tell stories. So I know that sounds pretty obvious if you've known me, heard me talk at parties or give lessons when I always seem to have an illustrated story of the mistakes I've made to kind of make my students laugh. But when I sit down in front of this microphone, these horses, these stories that I have experienced in my own life just flow easily. I don't even really do much planning. I have a topic in mind. I have three or four points I might want to make. And then I just sit down and I close my eyes at the microphone and I pretend like I'm talking to you directly as if you and I are in a room together or at a party or in the arena and I'm giving you one of my favorite stories. And I find it to be super relaxing and also just it helps me kind of organize my own thoughts better. And then as I get going, as I get talking, I actually forget that there's a microphone like right under my nose. So that was something I really didn't know about myself. Uh, I think my husband knew it, that I could talk endlessly about horses, but I didn't know that I could do it so consistently and that I would really, really have fun doing it. The second thing that I learned doing the podcast this year is how interesting people are and how you really don't know the depth of a person until you sit down and interview them. So we've had several interviews on the podcast with many more planned for 2020. And each time I've sat down with someone, I've just been so impressed with who they are and all of the things about them I never knew. For example, there's an interview with Dr. Matt Evans, who's an extremely talented veterinarian who I've known for, I mean, over 15 years. And I knew he dabbled and had lots of hobbies, but I had no idea how committed he was in his different uh, activities. So he's a stand-up comedian. He's a master gardener. He's an incredibly talented landscape painter. And he studied these things with the same amount of dedication that he has when when he studied as a veterinarian. And he's interesting and eclectic and funny. And I had no idea, as I said, like just the depth of study that he had brought to all of those fields. So that was not only a fun interview, but it was also super educational. I learned a lot. I've learned a lot from people like Aaron Crady at the Thoroughbred Charities of America. Erin is sort of a walking contradiction. If you meet her in person, she is a slender, very fashionable, 
would not look out of place on the streets of New York or Paris, but it turns out that she's an extremely rugged individual. She goes on pack trips in Montana and Canada as a hobby. She was instrumental during one of the largest disaster relief efforts in Puerto Rico to help uh, hundreds and hundreds of horses, all done with this very kind of quiet and unflappable air. I had known Erin for many years through my work with a thoroughbred aftercare organization named Lope, but I had no idea who she really was underneath all of that, and that interview was really fun as well. One of my favorite interviews was with Dr. Jimmy Nichols of Blue Bonnet Feed. I also, during this interview, expected it to be maybe a little more of a dull interview about the science of making horse feed, and it turned into probably one of the most entertaining interviews, like we laughed constantly, we told all kinds of inappropriate intestinal jokes. And we also discovered in the course of this conversation, this fascinating link between human nutritional breakthroughs and equine nutritional breakthroughs. Very surprising to me how the science in both the human and equine nutrition areas actually mirrored each other. No idea until I'd sat down to that interview. So that was something that's really fun. I love to be surprised and particularly unpleasantly, and every interview I've had has been a pleasant surprise one way or the other. So that's, I planned many, many more interviews in 2020. The third thing that I've learned is how great a teaching tool this podcast is for my clients. Um, I've heard over and over from them how they really enjoy listening to my stories, especially the stories of my mistakes that I've made with horses, the ones that I hope none of you will have to make to the extent that I did, which is one of the reasons why I started HorseWise. And it's turned out that as I relate these stories and give them maybe a little more detail than I would in a lesson, that they really are very illustrative and people remember them and they've come into their lessons or they've emailed me and let me know, hey, I was listening to your podcast and it really helped me, particularly the one about, let's say, the wild-eyed colt at the Peter Campbell Clinic or how you had that problem that time when you thought the horse had had 60 days and you put your leg over and realized that, no, he'd never been ridden. All of these things kind of seem like they help people and make people laugh too, which is a big goal of mine always. I feel like it's always easier to learn things if you can laugh. Uh, none of us do really well if we're being berated into learning, whether we're horses or people. So I have really been surprised and pleased at how effective these these little podcast episodes have been in kind of helping people see things, see, see the principles behind the stories and make it a little more kind of just fun and enjoyable. The last thing that I would like to say is that the podcast has really given me a great way to thank people, to thank all of the teachers, both equine and human, who've helped me along the way and who've given me so much, who've given me my work, but also given me a lifelong journey of learning for myself personally. So whether it's individual clinicians, and as you listen to the podcast, there are many stories of the individual clinicians who helped me over the years or helped me with a specific problem, inspired me, just really grateful for their work out there in the field. It's not an easy lifestyle being a traveling clinician. And so I really appreciate them and just feel so fortunate to have had so many good teachers in my life. And of course, the horses. My best teachers have always been the horses. Sometimes they've taught me things that I really didn't really want to learn, but I, I had to anyway. And some of them were horses that no one might maybe know about. Maybe I was the only one who experienced those horses on such a level. 
I'm speaking specifically of Shadow Warrior. Uh, his episode is probably the most popular, popular episode on my podcast. And this was a horse who taught me so much by his very character and his own traumatic experiences helped me get better. I wish that the story had ended uh, more positively in the sense that he was still with us, but he gave us so many gifts and there would have been no way to tell that story so fully without this podcast to thank him so much for what he did for me and for the organization and for so many people. And most of all, I'd like to thank my listeners. Uh, The podcast is a great way to thank all of you. I listen to your feedback, what stories you'd like to hear more of, the topics you're interested in. And I have been basically blown away by the response to this podcast. As I sit here and record this, the podcast has listeners in 23 countries and 48 states. The only two states that we don't have listeners in are Mississippi and Rhode Island. So if anybody of you, if any of you know folks in those two states, let them know. Let's see if we can get to 50 states by the end of January. But I I had no idea when I started this podcast that it would be so popular and that people would follow it. And it's just been an amazing thing to me. So I'd like to thank all of you officially for following the podcast, for inspiring me to keep doing the podcast. And I look forward to many, many more interviews and podcast lessons in 2020. Have a happy new year and thank you again.